together and we got closer, we bonded together. And one of the things that, that my grandmother always instilled in me is that don't let the circumstances dictate the outcome of my life. Mm. That I can be anything that I want to be and that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. She tell me that scripture wow. all the time. Wow. And um, so my grandmother uh, was a rock mm -hmm. in our family. Mm -hmm. So when I went to school, college, she was very proud of me. Graduated from college, then I went to law school, followed the system. Wow. You may have not known about I law school. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. So I went to law school and then my first semester in law school, my grandmother became sick with cancer. So when she got cancer, we moved back to, well, I moved back to St. Louis to help take care of my grandmother, and she made me a durable power of attorney. Okay. This is when I started to learn about the financial system, because mm. my grandmother told her financial advisor that she could not afford to lose this money. She had to keep it safe because she, her number one fear, Myron, was being a burden on the family. And when she got cancer, because she had seen it happen so many times. She's seen it happen to her mom. She's seen it happen several mm -hmm. times. The Great Depression before, obviously. Mm -hmm. So what happened was the stock market crashed. She lost 50% mm -hmm. of her money, although she wanted to be safe. Mm -hmm. She had no long-term care insurance, so it wiped out all of her funds. She spent down to under the, the $1,000 at the time threshold, had Jesus. to qualify for Medicaid, passed mm -hmm. away not wanting to get help because she was a strong, proud woman. And she had to see the devastation of her money going down and feeling like she was that burden. So that dream was that, that thing she wanted to avoid. She worked hard for her whole life. 40 years, wow. same company, saved in a retirement plan, Jesus. what we're taught to do. And just like that, without the proper planning, it was gone. Whoa. So because of that, I said, I need to do something different. I'm going to be a financial advisor and I'm going to change the game. I'm going to change the system. Yes. So I started my career working for a big Wall Street firm out of St. Louis, Edward Jones is the name Edward of the company, Jones, big company. Jones, yeah. I was a financial advisor there for over okay. five years, okay. and, and I was rising. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was growing through the ranks. I was training new financial advisors. I was a superstar. The and Edward Jones Kool-Aid. <laughs> I was drinking the Edward Jones Kool-Aid is what I call it. Mm -hmm. And then, I'll never forget this time, a 63-year-old um, young lady, she came into my office, mm -hmm. and she said the same thing of my, she even looked like my grandmother. She said, I don't want to lose this money. I just retired. I can't afford to lose the money. Mm -hmm. And she said, and it was right It was right before the stock market had crashed. I didn't know that at the time. Right. And she said, I want to be safe. I want to put my money in safe. I even want to put some of it in cash if I can. Now, this me. 2007, 2008? Right. Okay. So to me, I was actually following um, you know, the, the normal financial lingo jargon that we tell people, don't worry about it. The money is in stocks. It'll come, It'll come back. You're in this for the long haul. It's only a paper loss, right? But what happened was she, um, you know, she basically convinced me to move some of her money out of the market. And I got calls from Edward Jones, like Big Brother was watching. Like, what are you doing? That's the wrong thing to do. How could you ever do that? I said, this lady is having trouble sleeping at night. Like, I'm forcing her to do something that she don't want to do. So anyway, once I realized that I felt that the big companies were doing what was in the best interest of the company and not the client, oh. that's when I realized that I was doing the same thing to some of my clients wow. that that advisor did to my grandmother years ago. Jesus. And my conscience didn't sit well with me. I left a big company. Now remember, me growing up without any money, right. growing up, now I'm in a position where I'm making over six figures with a big company. You can imagine my family thought that I was crazy. Oh, they knew you were crazy. I was, I was, I, I, and I thought I was crazy too, but I said, I can't do it. My conviction won't let me do it. Mm. And I started this company and I realized 
that even when I went independent, the independent advisors were thinking the same thing because they all came from the whole traditional background. So it was no different from an independent advisor. So I said, I can't get my information from the industry. Right. I need to get my information from the people who are actually doing it because most financial advisors, believe it or not, were broke. Whoa. I hope y'all got that. Most, Most financial, financial advisors, advisors are broke. Are they're broke. broke. So they're, they're making their money giving advice to people, and the advice that they're following and the advice that they're teaching is not working. Go ahead. Exactly. Like, how could you file bankruptcy and guide other people on how yeah. to manage their money. Right. That's blind leading the blind. Exactly. And most people, most financial advisors are not making over $70,000 a year. Jesus. Wow. That was a surprise and a shock for me. So anyway, I said, let me learn what people are actually doing. Mm -hmm. So I actually went out. I began to study yeah. wealthy individuals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I became, I made it in my... I got I to pause that. Uh -huh. Y'all hear what he said? Study, study. wealthy individuals. That's Make it. wealth. A study. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, 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 I wrote a book called From the Trash Man to the Cash Man. Mm -hmm. I've read that. I, I, I wrote a book called uh, From the Trash Man to the Cash Man, How Anyone Can Get Rich Starting From Anywhere. And in that book, in that book, um, in the first chapter, um, I give what I call the two-sentence wealth formula. And the two-sentence wealth formula, I think you'll like this, Marvin, uh -huh. states that if you want to be rich, you got to do two things. Number one, find out what rich people do comma, and do the same thing, period. When I say find out what rich people do, I mean find out what they do with their money. Obviously there's some things some rich people do you don't want to do. But I'm saying find out what they do with their money and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And number two, the second sentence is more important than the first, and that is find out what poor people do with their money, mm -hmm. comma, and whatever else you do, don't do that, <laughs> right? And so you've got to make wealth a study. Like think about it, what do you know how to do right now that you did not study? What do you know how to do right now that you did not learn, mm -hmm. study, practice, and implement? So Marvin is saying, hey, I got tired of just following these big companies. Yeah, the companies were big, just like big banks, small houses, right? The companies were big, right? but all these people that they were supposed to be serving, they were not like doing better financially. And even the people who work for the companies weren't doing better financially. Absolutely. So, think so about, good, so good, Marvin. Thank you. Think about this. The, the traditional system, mm -hmm. and then I'll get back to that, but the traditional system teaches us go to school, get a good job, get an education, go and work a job. 100. Save in your 401k, get student loans, mm. and then maybe one day when you're 65, you can finally begin to start taking money out of your portfolio. You'll yeah. get penalized before that, before you're 59. And guess what? When they take it out, we even control the taxation. So if we choose, mm. we want more to share. We'll just raise taxes so you can give us more of that money that we had you to save. Mm. So it's a crazy system. Mm. And then so crazy. And then you go into the financial industry who is a byproduct of that same education system, and they're giving you the cookie cutter advice, such as, oh, just put your money in, in bonds and stocks. Even if inflation is high, safe accounts is, is bonds. It's, we it, know that's not the case. It's so but. interesting. It's so interesting. I, I, and I love the fact that you guys are posting go viral. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go viral. Um, study, show yourself approved. But here's the reality. It's so fascinating that when it comes to money, the people who talk the loudest know the least. Mm. And the people Whoa. who know the most don't, I mean, don't barely speak above a whisper. I, I, there was a phrase I heard a long time ago. It goes, money talks, but wealth whispers, mm -hmm. right? And so you need to be listening for the whispering voice of wealth so that you can understand how to take your family's life to the next level. So good, man. Now, I want you all to keep this in mind because now I'm a financial advisor now. Right. I've been an advisor for five years, superstore in my industry. You would think I would know a thing or two about, about money and managing money. 
I went to talk to these wealthy individuals that I studied and I realized, they, they blew my mind. I realized that everything that I ever knew about money, if I wanted to grow, I had to unlearn because none of it was true mm. when it came to accelerating wealth. Mm. They told me, what, you're putting all of your money into a 401k? You're teaching other people that? What you're, you're you're paying you having people to pay taxes? Wow! You're 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 having people to pull money out of their account and pay taxes. You're not doing the real estate. You're not doing depreciation, like all of those things that that I was teaching people to do. They had most of the people I studied, Myra, didn't even have a college education. Wow! So that blew my mind. And then I found out. And then I found out most about 75 percent of people i studied were doing this thing with life insurance wow okay so before we go there okay i want you to pick up study go to school study hard get good grades graduate go to work for a good company here's what's really fascinating about that loop right the government owned school system mm. what i call the miseducational misdirectional system the government indoctrination camps right and so the government owns that they also determine the monetary value of the money based on how much money they print. If they want money to be worth more, they print less money. If they want yep. money to be worth less, they print more money. And then you have these big, these big lobbyist corporations that have lobbyists working for them who go and get, they go and get the government to pass laws that benefit them, but they don't benefit you and I. Mm. And so we have to, here's, when it comes to wealth, don't do what the banks and the government tell you to do, because government only wants two things, your money and your life, mm. right? Don't do, don't do what they tell you to do, do what they do. Mm. I gotta I got add to that as far as uh, the government. Go ahead now. Did you know that when you're overfunding, now I say overfunding because if your company gives you a match that's free money, go ahead and take the match. But if you're overfunding your 401k, did you realize that you're putting your money in prison and you're also being the biggest savings vehicle for the government, mm. not for you? Let me explain something. So, Myron, you come to me, you wouldn't do this, but you come to me and you say, Marvin, let me let me go ahead and borrow $10,000. Now, you come to me, it, it's not a dire emergency, nobody's dying, you just want to borrow $10,000. And I say, Myron, of course, here's $10,000, take it. There you go. What are you going to want to, what's two things you're going to want to know before you take that loan? Um, what's the interest rate? Mm -hmm. What's the rate of return? Mm -hmm. And um, how long do I have to pay it back? That's it, right? Mm -hmm. What if I told you, Myron, don't worry about the interest rate. One day I'm going to think of the interest rate that I want to charge you, and at that time I'll actually collect my interest retroactively to the day that you gave me the loan. And also don't worry about exactly when I want my money back, but one day I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you when I want this money back. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say? You, unless it's a dire emergency, you're going to take that loan? I'm, even in a dire emergency, I'm not taking that loan. Right, that's right. a pig in the poke. Exactly. That's what my dad would call That's exactly. a pig in the poke. Nobody wants a pig in the poke. Nobody wants wow. that. Wow. I think However, you just made an analogy. That gave me chills. <laughs> now, get this. That is what most people are doing in their savings accounts, and they don't even realize it. Mm. Think about it. You're saving money in a tax-deferred account. What that means is that it's tax-deferred, which means that when, they want, when you take that money out, the government can raise taxes. And they're not raising taxes on the money up to the point that they raise the taxes. They're going to go back and say all of the money you previously saved is now being taxed at this tax rate that we choose to tax you. And they're going to say they have this thing called required minimum distributions, where even if you don't want to take your money out because you you're saving take out a minimum amount, you're forced to take it out. Wow. And now they've really gotten bold. They set a new rule that say if you die, 
you can no longer stretch that money out over your lifetime. We want all of that money back. Typically when your children are at their highest income earning years, we want all of that money back within 10 years so we can charge you the highest tax rate on that money. Wow. That's gangster. Now you think you've been scammed? That's a scam. The government is scamming you every single day, Jeez. but they're training you. This is all the political advertisement. This is all the TV media. Why? Because the, everything is ran by the government. And the first time that you played tic-tac-toe, who won? Was it you or the person that showed it to you? The person. <laughs> Definitely the person who showed it to you. Why? Because they understood the rules, they understood right? The game. So once I began to understand the say the rules for these rich people, I said, I gotta go back to the community. I gotta teach these principles. Mm. I gotta teach these principles. I began to do the principles myself ten years ago, mm -hmm. and I become massively successful mm -hmm. doing that, right? Right. I've been able to build tax-free income, do real estate, and do a lot of things. I, I hope y'all didn't miss that. He didn't say tax deferred income, he said tax. Free income. Mm -hmm. Now, tax-free income strategies are—they're on another level, y'all. Um, yeah. Especially for some of you high net worth individuals, you may, you really want to pay. But everybody, whether you're high net worth or not, you want to pay attention to this, right? Because anybody who's paying taxes, most people who are paying taxes are paying way too much in taxes. Way, way too much. Way too much. So there are things that people know that they know, Myron. Things that you know that you know you know it. You know how to tie your shoe. Mm -hmm. There are things that people know that they don't know. If you know that you don't know it, you can go look it up. You right. can learn it. But the, the blind spots are things that you know that you don't know. Right. 100%. I mean, you don't know that you don't know. Because if you don't know that you don't know it, it's a blind spot. So unless somebody opens up your eyes and you see it, you'll be stuck following the traditional system, which is things that you know that you don't know. But mm -hmm. we want to move you to a different stratosphere, those things that you don't know that you don't know. And what I've learned is that there are three different types of people mm -hmm. when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. You have a debtor, you have a saver, and then you have a wealth creator. Come on now. The Which debtor. You want to be. Exactly. How many debtors do we have in the house? No, I'm just kidding. So, so the debtor, what they do is they go into debt. Mm -hmm. They spend their entire life attempting to become debt free. They want to get out mm -hmm. of the rent race. In fact, they believe that if someone comes today and simply pays off their debt, they'll be financially free. But, but, but financial freedom and debt freedom are not the same thing. No. Now, it's so, so interesting that you're telling people this is a problem. All, because all they are is at zero. They're at zero. They're there are homeless people on the street that are at zero. Free. They're debt free. That, that doesn't mean they're financially free. Exactly. Right? So then you got the saver. Now the saver is a level up, but the mm -hmm. saver isn't too, for, too too much further ahead. This is the crazy thing. Mm -hmm. The saver, they're gonna save, 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 and then they're gonna pay cash. Mm -hmm. Then they're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna save, 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 and then they're gonna pay cash. You gotta understand what's happening. Every time that you save and you pay cash, you are interrupting the forward momentum of your money, and now you have to get back to where you were just to begin saving again. So, so interestingly enough, my nephew called me day before yesterday. He's like, Uncle Myron, I'm thinking about buying a car and I want to pay cash for it. But I said, Uncle Myron, explain something to me about this before. Mm. And he showed me it didn't make sense. And I told him why rich people borrow money. And, and so I was like, well, why wouldn't I want to pay cash for a car? And his wife was there because she wanted to pay cash for a car too because he's got a good job. Yep. And you know, they have that, you have that, you have that sense of security. Well, if I pay cash for my car, I don't have to worry about getting behind on the payments. Nobody can come take it from me. Here's the problem. Yep. If you can use somebody else's money to buy them something, whether yep. it be a house, a car, um, whatever, a piece of land, whatever, if you can use somebody else's money cheaper than you can use your own, then you should always borrow the money to buy it. Absolutely. Here's the deal. You finance everything you buy, whether you know it or not. 
You either pay somebody else interest to use their money, or you lose the interest that you could have earned had you not used your own money. Exactly. So, so, so here's what I told him. I said, okay, here's why I borrow money. There's nothing I need to buy that I couldn't pay cash for. Mm. I wanted to go buy a $2 million house right now and write a check for it. I could do that. Right. right? I wanted to go buy a $100,000 or $500,000 car right now and write a check for it. I could do that. But there's no universe in which I would do that. Why? Because the bank will loan me money at 4%. Yep. 3%, 6%, they'll loan me money, I mean, a little cheaper because of good credit, but but let's say they, 4%. So I told him, I said, okay, let's say you're gonna buy, pay $100,000 for this car, and the bank will loan you $100,000 at 4%. Mm-hmm. That means you're gonna pay $4,000 interest on that loan, and you're only paying it for the first year, because the next year it's gonna be a little less because you paid it on some of the principal. Yep. I said, but what if you're making 20% mm. on your money in an investment? So it cost you $16,000 a year wow. to save $4,000 a year if you use your own money, say so use the bank's money. By the way, my just doesn't make any sense. This is why there are big banks and small houses. Exactly. Let me explain. You have a small house because you're trying to pay extra on a 3% interest rate to get the house paid off so you can be debt free on the house. The banks are using your money to go out and invest in other assets to make interest on that money because they understand the power of leverage and you're trying to pay out, pay everything off with cash. So that's the main foundation. So rich people, they use debt to get they rich. Use debt to create wealth, 100%. And it's so interesting, like you put your money in the bank, you loan your money to the bank interest free. You say, I don't loan my money to the bank interest free. You got a checking account, don't you? You got a checking account, you're loaning your money to the bank interest free and then they loan you that same, they loan you that same money back on the a credit same card money. and charge you 18 to 24%. Off your own money. Loaning <laughs> you your money. Not to mention the fractional reserve banking system, which we don't have time to talk about today. Not to mention the fact that banks are investing the money that you're saving in their bank and your savings rate is not keeping up with the prime rate, but the, mon- the money they're making on your money as they're investing it is way greater than the prime rate. Mm. That's why you got big banks and little bitty houses in every town you go, <laughs> in every town you go into. By the way, this is one of the things that I learned from Myra when I joined the mentorship. I learned to take my money out of the bank and put it somewhere else. And that made me $300,000 within two weeks just by having my money accessible in a brokerage account, which is, by the way, way more insured than a bank. FDIC insured, people say, well, should I do insurance? Is insurance scary? Do you know what FDIC stand for? Federal Deposit Insurance Company. Do you know that there are more bank failures, like like not even close, like a hundred times more bank failures than insurance companies ever have been and brokerage accounts ever have been so you got to understand that that you're getting paid not only lower interest rate you're insured less and even if something happened fdic insurance is not going to pay you right away 100 percent and right and fdi fdic insurance at wells fargo or bank of america or chase bank or whatever bank you bank with is only up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars right in a brokerage account it's going to be it's going to be insured up to one million to one point five million dollars per account that, did, did you hear what I said? Per account versus $250,000 per account. That's why it doesn't make sense to ever have more than $250,000 in a bank. So It doesn't. It doesn't. So you got to understand, you all, you got to understand who you're getting your information from. If you're ever studying money principles and you're getting advice from, even if they're a financial advisor, you want to ask yourself, is what position is that financial advisor in? 100%. Are they creating passive assets, or do they have a job the same way that you do? Oh, I, I, when financial advisors call me trying to sell me, right. that's, a, that's the question I ask you. 
So let me ask you a question. Are you wealthy? No, I'm not, but I, I, I understand these principles. Okay, good. You go create your own wealth, then yep. you come back and tell me what to do with mine. Absolutely. <laughs> so now I'm able to invest millions and millions and millions of dollars, but when I first came to wealthy individuals and said I'm a financial advisor, they was like, you're a financial advisor? Nice seeing you. You know, they're, they're yep. walking away. That's why I have to let people know now, like, I'm not that traditional financial advisor. I I prove what I do. I build wealth and I teach different strategies so that that I can go back and teach people the strategies of the 1%. Why? Because I'm one of them now. So I can't teach something that I don't know. I can't go somewhere that I've never been before. Mm, So so that's great. Yeah. Good. So good. So let me ask you this. Yes. Share with these people how they can become their own bank and like create tax-free income there are several ways to do it first off you got to be a master if somebody write this down if you're listening live or even if you're in the chat write down the word leverage Mm. write down the word leverage Leverage. you have to be a master at leverage okay Mm. which means you have to be great at using other people's money other people's time other people's systems other people's authority whatever it takes other people's skills other people's everything but when it comes to money like you got a bunch of equity sitting in your house why you're earning zero percent use that money to make you wealthy okay you got a bunch of money in a brokerage account did you know that you can even borrow against some of that money into the brokerage account real estate you can borrow against that life insurance that's what i learned from the wealthy that you can actually put money into a life insurance policy it will grow completely tax-free, which means no taxes. And, and the money that you put into it, like the money you pay into it is tax-free, right? And then yep. it grows tax-free, right? Grows tax-free. I want to make sure I understand. Okay, go so, ahead. So depending, well, depending on how you structure it, if you right. structure it the right way with the correct LLCs and business accounts and structures, it can be that way. But you have to make sure that you talk to somebody that know what they're talking about or else you're going to pay a whole lot more taxes that you didn't have to pay, right? Mm. So what's going to happen is it's going to grow tax-deferred and get this. It's unstructured loans. What that means is that you can come in at any time, as long as you got enough money in there, they don't check your credit report. They're not checking if you got a job. They're not checking your income. If you got the money, you can use it to borrow against it. They're not They're, they're not making you wait. It's two, within two days, you got the money to borrow against. You can get it with, you can put money in and literally if you do it right, within 30 days, you can immediately start to borrow against that money. What that's doing for you is helping you make money two to three times off the same dollar. Mm, so if so I, it, good, Marvin. One more thing. This is going to be a powerful thing. It's also interest only. What does that mean to you? It's interest only, which means if you structure it the right way, they don't even charge you interest for 13 months. Mm. So that means that if I pay it back before 13 months, I never paid any interest on that money, which means if I borrow money from my policy, let's say I borrow $50,000 and I flip a property. Mm-hmm. I flip that property. I actually pay pay back the profits within that 13-month time frame. You pay off the $50,000, mean? I pay off the $50,000 okay. within that 13-month time frame. Not only did I continue to make money off of that account tax-free, mm-hmm. but I also made money on a real estate property, mm-hmm. and I paid the money back, and I paid no interest at all. So it was basically wow. an interest-free loan. Interest so free loan. if I'm loaning money to other people who are doing real estate, I can actually loan money out. People do hard money lending. I can be a hard money lender. I can still make 5 to 6% on my money in my insurance account tax-free I can when I give them a loan there's no taxes they pay me back the loan and plus then interest. I plus interest and I pay my insurance co- um, company back which gave me the collateral capacity to loan out more and then one more thing one more thing this is powerful the money grows the same in those policies whether I borrow against it or, or not 
which means that I better borrow against it or else the insurance isn't the becoming your own bank. It's the mentality, it's the concept of what's becoming your own bank. An insurance policy is not gonna solve your problems. If you understand how to work it and you understand how to master it and you understand how to leverage your account, that's gonna master your money. So give you one real quick thing that I did really quick. So you know about the option play that I did. I'll tell them oh, yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. So one of the things Myra told me is to put my money into a brokerage account and have it ready. So what I did was I had my money into a brokerage account and I actually took some money from my insurance comp my insurance policy too because it was going to keep growing, put it into a brokerage account that's double leverage already. Mm -hmm. So when GameStop, that stock went way up, I said there's no way that the big guys are going to keep letting this happen. Mm -hmm. It's going to go back down the next day. So I did what's called bought a put, but I used the money I borrowed from my insurance policy. It was actually 100K. I'm not recommending you do that, but it was 100K, and I actually put it on GameStop going down by 100 points. Mm -hmm. The reason why I had the confidence to do that is because this is the powerful thing. If I had not necessarily hit on that call, right. If I would have lost $100,000, I truly wouldn't have really lost it. Although I lost it, I didn't lose it. What that means is, if I didn't hit on that, yes, I don't have $100,000, but it's still in the insurance policy as if I never touched it, mm -hmm. growing tax-free, and I don't have to pay it back. You don't have to pay a loan back, you all. It's simply subtracted from your death benefit when you die. Okay, so let me, let me, let me, and I know he's, so, so I know you're probably pulling your eyebrows out, like, with excitement right now, right? Uh, how, how, how do I do this? Uh, uh, this man is awesome. Um, is, is this recorded? Yes, it's recorded. And so, so, so let me, let me, let me break something down to y'all. When he says you borrow the money out, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar, let's say you have a $500,000 life insurance policy, and you borrow a hundred thousand dollars from the hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy. Now, the, if you died, your family's only going to get four hundred thousand instead of five hundred thousand. They're not going to have to pay the hundred thousand dollars back. Yep. Okay. So you're borrowing against the death benefit. That's what he means when he says that. Right. So, 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 and that's correct. I want to make sure I clear it up. The the, the collateral against is against the death benefit. When you're borrowing, because I guess some people get confused by this, it's only based off the money that you put in first. Mm -hmm. So you have to put the money in, and you can only borrow up to what you put in. Right. But your death benefit is always much larger. So if I have a $100,000 cash value, I got a $500,000 death benefit. So if I borrow $80,000 from this cash value and don't pay it back, $500,000 minus $80,000 plus interest is subtracted from the death benefit. Your heirs still get that money tax-free. So I knew that if I lost that $100,000, I didn't really lose it because it still would go to my heirs minus that amount of money. My, my heirs lost it, but I didn't lose it. Right. But because I hit on it, that's $300,000 that I earned in a day. I paid my insurance company back, so that it allowed me to increase my borrowing capacity in the future. So, so let, me, let me help you understand a couple of other things, too. That he didn't co he covered, but he but because he knows it, and you haven't learned it yet, it's new to you. So understand this. He said the stock the stock went down, and he made three hundred thousand points. And oh, I yeah. three hundred thousand dollars. And I know some of you are thinking, but wait a minute, I thought you make money when the stock market goes up. Thank you for so, clarifying that. <laughs> so here's here's the here's here's how it works. Um, do you make money when the stock market goes up? Do you make money when the stock market goes down? Or do you make money when the stock market goes sideways? And the answer is it depends on your position. Mm. If you're in the right position when the stock market goes down, you can make a boatload of money. I, I literally made six figures today because the stock market is down like hundreds of points. He showed me this. I, right, like right. hundreds, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, 130. 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 
right? So why? Because I position myself to make money if it went down. Mm. Um, when it gets ready to bounce, I'm going to position myself on the opposite side, and when it goes back up, I make money again. So I get to double dip on that same on that same movement. And so, I, like, you're not going to learn how to do that overnight. But you didn't learn how to ride a bike overnight. You didn't learn how to use a computer overnight. You didn't learn how to use a telephone overnight. You didn't even learn how to feed yourself overnight. So give yourself some time. And by the way, don't 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 look at it and say, oh, that's this is just too hard. What do you mean too hard? The reality is, the reality is, you didn't know how to do anything when you got here. Mm. So, um, how can we have one of you as a financial advisor? That's funny. <laughs> Parent life insurance, aka whole life cash value insurance, uh, purify. Thank you for that. So. So, so different kinds of life insurance have different different values, um, or different different use use cases. Another thing Marvin talked about, and we're just making you aware of some stuff. Like back in 2003, I bought a house, right? I bought a house in Pennsylvania. I paid 172,000 for it. It's worth like 460,000 dollars now, right? Um, and I got a home equity line of credit on that house in 2007 for like $60,000. So, and, and, the, and the home equity line of credit, I still own the house, and I still have the home equity line of credit. A lot of people don't realize, Marvin, that what you can do is if you have equity in a house, and you talked about this, if you have equity in a house, and you borrow the equity out of the house, right? You, or, you have a, or you just get a home equity, you don't even have to necessarily borrow that house. You have a home equity line of credit. Did you know that if you take your, let's say you have a home equity line of credit for 60,000 like I do, and let's say that you make $4,000 a month. Did you know that if you deposit your $4,000 a month to pay down your mortgage, in other words, pay the, uh, that entire 4,000 on the mortgage, and then you use your home equity line of credit checking account to pay your bills, not only will you pay your mortgage off early, but you'll still have access to the money that you paid down in your mortgage. So most people, what they do, they get, they get, they refinance <laughs> their houses, gems. right? Yeah. They refinance their houses, which is always, always a mistake. But it's a lower interest rate and a lower payment, right? That's what they want you to be focused on. That's a, that's the that's the sleight of hand. That is the that's the smoke and mirrors, right? They tell you it's a lower interest rate, and that's what they do. Yep. And so you get a lower payment, but what they don't tell you is the first ten years of a mortgage is when you pay the most in interest. Mm -hmm. The real reason they want you to refinance your house, get a, get a refi or a home equity loan, not a home equity line of credit, a home equity loan, because it's a one-way transaction. You right. can put money in, but you can't get it back out. If you get a home equity line of credit, it's a revolving credit line. So you can literally borrow the equity out of your house and then use the equity to pay your bills and then um, deposit your paycheck into your mortgage to pay your mortgage off faster. Mm. And you can pay your mortgage off in like three to 12 years instead of 30 years and still have access to all the money that you put into your house and then you go use that money, borrow more equity out of your house to go start a business, to go buy a piece of investment property to put into the stock market and do some of these plays we're talking about. These are some high level conversations you all. Like, I'm not gonna get into everything I've done with my policy because we would be here. I've used it time and time over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Just to give you just a couple of things, I got 422 units of real estate each and every time I've used my policy as a to, down payment. As a down payment part of the investment. Yep. I got a Lamborghini that actually makes me money that I actually use my down policy, uh, my, my insurance policy to fund that. And I have a $2 million house in Atlanta that makes me $20,000 a month. And I use a no-doc loan 
borrowed $100,000 for my policy, which was my only down payment. And mm. I rent it out in Atlanta and it makes me money every single month. But what I want you all to understand this, one more play, and then I'll tell you what the main takeaway that I believe you gotta have. Mm. One main play that I, do, that I do sometimes is, because I've been doing a credit thing for a minute now, I have a very high uh, uh, loan that I can borrow a lot of money. I can borrow like up to $200,000 with my Amex now. Mm -hmm. So another play is to actually buy an asset with your credit, then use um, the, uh, the insurance policy to pay off the credit card. Now you've just made money three times Woo! because you've, you're making money on the insurance policy tax-free. You, you got all the points from the credit that you paid off right away and you still have the asset that's making you income and to make that four times if that asset is real estate once you pay it down now you can borrow from that and start a whole nother property and i learned this from my mentor on trash man to cash man myron golden is my mentor he taught me what you want your money to do is you got to understand you want your money to be pregnant you want your money to make money babies which means when that money grows up, you want it to produce more babies. And then when that money grows up, more babies. That's money babies. But the thing I want, want you to take away from this, you have to take away that you're not going to learn all of these principles overnight. Become your own bank is not life insurance. Become your own bank is you becoming who you need to be mentally to understand how to think like the wealthy, how to do these plays, the insurance and the brokerage and all of that. Those are just tools. But if your mindset isn't built up to the point to do this, you're going to take yourself backwards. So I will learn. I will watch this 10 times if I have to. I will study. Subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're not subscribed right now. Make sure that you come back and listen to Myron over and over and over again and learn from the people who you trust, who know what they're talking about, and you keep learning and you pay them whatever it takes to pay them to learn everything that they know. It's, it's so interesting, Marv. So first of all, let me say this. Nothing we say today can be considered as financial advice. We're not giving you financial advice. We're right. having a financial conversation and we're letting you all watch, right? So we're not telling you to do any of this stuff. You want to do any of this stuff, go learn how it works, go talk to your financial advisor, like go talk to somebody who knows more about money than you do. Um, anyway, so we're not, not giving not you any the, Not to broke financial advisor. Not to broke financial advisor, yeah. exactly. So, so understand that we're not giving anybody any financial advice, so don't go do some of the, don't go and attempt to do some of these strategies before you learn what they are, because the real strategy we're telling you to do is to go learn how to do this stuff. That's the real strategy. That's the game. Go learn the game. That's the game. That's your assignment. And um, when you'll do, if you'll do that, then your bank, then your mind becomes your bank. You, your mind becomes your banker, and all of your assets become your bank. And then you use your assets to create more and more wealth. I always challenge people to do this, yeah. Marvin. I, then I want you to tell people how they can learn more from you and about you and about your upcoming challenge you've got going on. That's um, going to be game changer. But what I challenge people to do is I always challenge people to drive down the street in any town, in, in whatever town you live in around the country, drive up and down your street, around the world, and I want you to look at businesses. I want you to look at gas stations, and grocery stores, and pharmacies, and, and doctor's offices, and lawyer's offices, and big chain stores, and chain um, restaurants. I want you to go look at all these businesses. I challenge you to find one uber successful business that the business owner started with money they had under their mattress. Wow. Right? All of the businesses that you see that are successful, they're successful because of what Marvin talked about yep. earlier, leverage. What's leverage? Small input produces a magnified output. And what you want to do is you want to learn how to leverage debt to create wealth and then let the wealth pay off the debt. You know what I would do, Myron, if I had, if I had just, a, just a little bit of money? What, would what I would do? I would keep spending that money to acquire two things. Tell me what they are. To keep acquiring skill mm -hmm. and then acquire more skill 
and learning financial literacy. Mm. If you focus on spending your money earlier on to learn skill at the skill, a high level skill and financial literacy, there, it's, it's impossible that as you grow, guess what? Your pocketbook has to catch up to your mindset. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't take the time to develop your mindset, even if you, by willpower, learn how to make money right away, eventually your your pocketbook is going to go down to the mindset that you have. 100%. So acquire every skill that you have. Learn everything that you can learn. And I, and I want to teach you as much as I can. Myron wants to teach you. What I want to do is I'm actually doing a challenge, Myron. Yeah, talk about and, the challenge, Myron. In this five-day challenge, it's called the Path to Prosperity. In this challenge, we're really going to show you how to find hidden money that you don't even know you're losing. Mm-hmm. We're going to t- t- teach you how to take back control from the banks and also how to restore some of the money that the government could possibly be taking away from you. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach you how to make more money how to multiply that money, and more importantly, in my opinion, how to manage that money. Mm. Because if you don't manage what you have, you're not going to grow and get more. That's Come biblical, by the way. So what I want to teach you is I want to teach you how to do this, and it's within five days, you're going to learn as most strategies as I can teach you within five days. It's a virtual event. All you're going to have to do if you're VIP is hop on a Zoom for five days. You get to do Q&A with me. Wow. I'm going to help you to develop your mindset. and or you can get general, which doesn't include the Q&A. So mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would do VIP if you had an opportunity. But for Myra's audience today, mm-hmm. I'm going to do something actually crazy. Like the challenge is only $297. Okay. It's, it's, it's already... For the VIP. For the VIP. It's okay. already very, very inexpensive for what we do. Sure. But I'm going to throw in another $100 off for you. So it's only $197 if you wow. take action on this. And go ahead and go to the website, you all. You ready? Website. MyPathToProsperity.com. I believe it's in the description area. Yeah. But if you go to my M Y Path P A T H two, not the number two, T O Prosperity.com. So MyPathToProsperity.com. You get a hundred dollars off just for listening in and taking action today. Wow, so good, Mark. So good, guys. I don't know. I, I, it looks like y'all can appreciate some of the stuff y'all learned today. Uh, I'm in the challenge. Somebody said, "Thank you. You're welcome." Uh, the path to prosperity. Let's go viral VIP. Listening. Um, what's that? Anyway, oh, for listening to your rep without doing your due diligence. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Wow. Change what you say. You know, change what you see. Come on now. Mm, that's uh, good. I agree. Mindset is the key. One hundred percent. Get into the challenge, y'all. Change your mindset is a powerful tool. Romans twelve. That's exactly what it says. Renewing of your mind. So, guys, get started on Marvin's challenge. It starts next Monday. Is that right? It starts. Yep. This, this well, coming Monday. This coming Monday. This coming time. Monday. Make sure um, it it's starts the same at date because this is going to be recorded right. on YouTube. So this. So so that's great. So this one is actually a Monday. That's June 13th is when it starts. 2022. However, I will have reoccurring ones, but you want to take action on this one, number one, because we got a couple special guests that you don't want to miss. So Mm. it's June 13th, but you can always use this. Even if you're listening in late, still go to MyPathToProsperity.com. So you do one um, what, a couple times, once a month, once every couple uh, months? Probably three times a year. Three times a so year. So it's not okay. a lot. So you, if you don't, don't want to, the quicker you get to your dreams, you all, the, the longer you get to live them. So, so make sure that you take some action. It starts Eastern time zone. VIP starts at 630, five days a week. We're going to do Q&A for 30 minutes. And then the general session, you don't get into the Zoom room, but you'll be able to get into the Facebook group mm. where you will get all the gems and the lessons. You just don't get the Q&A. Good stuff. Good stuff, y'all. So, Marvin, I appreciate you being on today. This appreciate awesome. you sharing these nuggets with these folks. Guys, 
Uh, if you haven't done it yet, smash that like button, like our channel, subscribe, comment, share. You've been commenting like crazy, like the, the chat's going bananas back there. Yep. So, so I appreciate you guys ju uh, jumping on and have a fantastic day. Stay blessed by the best. And um, we'll look forward to seeing y'all next week live on our Wednesday morning Bible study. We may even go live on Monday. I'm not sure if we're going to do that live or recorded, but uh, we'll have another video coming out for you on Monday. But in the meantime, share this one with as many people as you care about as you possibly can. Stay blessed by the best. And we'll says well i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get in my car and try to drive home from work nobody says that i'm gonna get in my car i'm gonna drive home from work why because you made up a story all right you guys um uh, there we go another financial nugget that i'm sharing with you guys it's all about the mindset it's all about the mindset in july 15th i will uh, have a zoom Put the link in the description. Uh, I think it's the 15th. I'm just coming over uh, three days, you guys. Oh my gosh, I got some bacteria. I got attacked by some bacteria. Just put it like that. And it almost took me down. And so I'm feeling much better now. Coming up, my voice is still kind of like yucky. My body feels much better, though. I had to get some antibiotics. But overall... Um, even in the midst, I had to just rest my body. So I want you guys just to, um, just, hey, let's, let's come on. I'm, I'm striving to do my best so you can reach your goals at least by the end of this year. I'm telling you guys, this year you're going to have to make some major, major moves. Because going forward in 2023 and forward, it's going to be a whole new game changer, okay? Uh, that's why I prayed that people last year, it was getting their money, getting the, the child tax credit, getting the stimulus, even though they didn't do right by the stimulus with the consumers. But the little money that they did give, I know a lot of people had to pay their rent. And just a lot of hardships, hardships that are still happening. But with that, you guys... You have to change your mindset, especially about money and how it really works and how you're supposed to make that money work for you. And I've learned that and I've always studied and try to understand how do you really operate and, and how to utilize money in the right way. And oh, lo and behold, because I was really sincere, not saying that I was perfect, you guys, but I was really sincere with the Father and I was tired. I said, this ain't working, Lord. It's not working. I'm, I'm, I'm helping people which really don't care. They're just using you to get information. They're still not doing what they're supposed to do. How I know that? Because they still call me, asking me about the same questions, which we discussed three, four, five years ago, right? All right? So I'm giving. I'm paying my tithes. What, something is not working here. But then when I had got myself settled and really, like, during this time through the COVID and start. Um, on the webinars and a lot of companies was giving free uh, teachings and about skills and whatever industry you was in, it was on that online. So to all those that's talking about, oh, I ain't good with the internet, I don't know. You better, you bet, you better take some time because everything's going viral. Everything's gonna be on the internet, y'all. Period. And that's what the Lord had to deal with me with. He said, daughter, this is just a season right now. Learn it. You got to learn it. You got to get in it and know how it works so it can work for you. Whoa. So I got in it, try to study, update, 
did my website. I need to update and do some more stuff on my website. Now we have it's time to strike goals challenge coming up. Uh, I will have my uh, third quarter workshop, um, which I'm going to implement up in there about the challenge. And so because of that, my goal that I had for the end of the year, I met in the fifth month. The fifth month, I met my goal that I acquired to have the end of the year. And so now it's the next month. Hey, we're going we gonna to do this. So it's, it's, it's beyond track, but I accounted for it. I had to get a mind shift. I had to change my mind. I had to change the way I was thinking about money. I had to change and get an understanding on credit, how to utilize this to get this. It's just a lot of things, you guys. So that's why I'm sharing this with y'all. A lot of you all may not have known Myron Golden, but that's my mentor. And uh, since uh, I've been um, learning, learning, I'm teachable. And so I want somebody to teach me so I can know. So now I'm learning, you guys, and I'm sharing with you. So those that are ready to change their life, hey, I know y'all going to be all right. Those that are still bucking and ducking and complaining and whining and crying, well, that's all you're going to do. And with what the Lord say, he, he despises murmuring and complaining. Whatever you murmuring and complaining about, that's what you're going to have. Why? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And since you love up, you love it, you're speaking of it, that's what you're going to have. Hey, that's harsh truth. That's what the word say. Don't get mad with Dr. D. That's what the word say. So let me go. It's been a blessing. I'm going to chat with y'all later. Uh, Pray that y'all have an awesome, wonderful day. I'm going to pull up all these um, sheets and stuff and um, um, (laughs) cleanse my house, cleanse the bathroom and stuff, spray it down. You know, the doctor said I had a bacteria infection and sinus, a bacteria in uh, a bacteria virus in a sinus infection. No COVID because it was negative, so I, it was no COVID, but in a touch of flu. That's what he said. Saying that you was beginning stages. That's what he was telling me. He said it was beginning stages of the flu. And I was like, Lord, hammer is See, I used to be in my house or at the office. I went out, I went to the gym, I went to um, went to the store, but I had my mask on, I didn't have no gloves on, I'm going to start wearing my gloves now, because it's like, something I touch, yeah, something happened, because it almost took me down, y'all, alright, I'm out, later, God bless.